Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports commas for the Lakes and Arrow Leader. It is Monday, April the 5th, 2021. On Wednesday, April the 7th, the Kentucky Girls High School Basketball Tournament begins down at Rupp Arena. And just as we did last week, we have our guest, Jared Peck, the high school writer for the Lakes and Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. Just as we did last week in previewing the Boys State Tournament, we're going to preview the Girls State Tournament with Jared. He talks about all the favorites, and we go through all of the matchups, both Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday, talking about all the teams leading up to uh, the tournament, which, as I said, starts on Wednesday at Rupp Arena. So let's not waste any time. Let's just get right to it with Jared Peck of the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com previewing the Girls Sweet 16. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Jared Peck, the high school writer, high school preps, you name it, extraordinaire for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. How's it going, Jared? Going well. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for uh, doing it. We did this last week when we previewed the Boys State Tournament. We're going to do it today. We're going to preview the Girls State Tournament, which starts on Wednesday at Rupp Arena. Uh, first, Jared, how was the Boys State Tournament? Highlands uh, took the title. Uh, how was the Boys State Tournament? Well, Highlands proved to be too much for some people because of their height. Their height bothered people and their ability to knock down shots. Uh, from three-point range was astounding. They they broke a state record for the most made threes in a tournament. Uh, we had a chance for a really good game against Ashland, but Ashland had played the the night before, and uh, really Ashland plays full tilt, and uh, I think their legs kind of wore out on, in the second half of the game against Highlands, and uh, Highlands' legs did not wear out. Uh, I think Ashland's going to be a, a, a pretty good team again next year, and they're not losing uh, many people, so... Um, but it was a nice tournament. We got to see Sam Vinson uh, make his case for Mr. Basketball, even though we already uh, uh, voted for everything. But, man, he looked good, and he's going to Northern. Right. Going to play for Darren Horn up in Northern Kentucky. Yeah, it looked like he had a really nice tournament. Yep. What uh, and, and as you mentioned about the team's legs, went back to the old format, right, in the Boys State Tournament where they played the semifinals on Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon, and the finals that night. I assume that was because of – COVID, I guess, uh, or is this something we're going to see? Are they going to go back to that in the future, or do we know? No, I, I don't I don't think it's anything for the future. It was because of Easter. Easter was uh, up Oh, yeah, that's it, right, so Easter. They're, they're doing it for the girls as well, just to, to mirror it, I guess. And uh, and they're also pushed back later in the the season, and right. they're just trying to get, us, get them in as few days as possible since we're already so deep into uh, spring sports. Right. Right. Okay, we got the girls' state tournament uh, starting on Wednesday. Jared, who who's the favorite in the in the girls' Sweet Sixteen, or is there well, a there favorite? Are, there are a few favorites. I mean, uh, the girls are. I would say the girls are from top to bottom are are more evenly matched right. uh, than say the boys. But uh, just like the boys, we don't really know what's going to happen because they only played really you know, two and a half months of regular season. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of unknowns out there. I mean, we didn't see when I watched Highlands boys play in January, that team looked nothing like the Highlands boys team that showed up in rough arena this week. Yeah. Uh, they looked a lot better. So uh, there's the same kind of thing going on in the girls, I bet, but Bethlehem, uh, which you know, I got to make sure I run that name together. Cause I think that's how they pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> is uh, 86.6 in the Dave Cantrell ratings. And then, you know, there are, you know, nine teams above the 80-point differential, which is uh, pretty good in the Dave Cantrell ratings. And so, you know, Anderson County, I pick Anderson County to win it. They're 86.5. Bullet East, 
has a six six player who makes seventy five percent of the shots that she throws at the rim. Uh, they, wow. They go against the, they have to play Bethlehem in the first round. So number one versus number three in the first round game, uh, I think on Thursday, uh, and that team could go all the way to the final Saturday night. Whoever comes out of that matchup, uh, Dixie Heights has uh, shown some power. Marshall County is, uh, looks good out of the Western Kentucky. I mean, uh, Sacred Heart is back and you can't take them lightly. Southwestern has beaten some people this year. So, uh, I think it's going to be Anderson County and Bethlehem in the final. Uh, but it could be Anderson County and Bullet East in the final, or it could be anybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're high school kids right. and we don't know anything. Right, right. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's go through the matchups. That way we can talk about uh, talk about each team. Uh, it starts yep. off on Wednesday at 11 a.m. with uh, Knott County Central against Sacred Heart. What do we know about those two teams? Well, we know not kind of central uh, got here through a four overtime game uh, with Letcher County Central. Letcher County Central was the champ last year and not County Central was the champ the three years before. And they played four overtimes last Tuesday. Wow. Uh, and I think Letcher finished with its JV team on the floor pretty much because everybody had fouled out. Uh, Letcher managed to send it to the fourth overtime with a banked in three pointer. Uh, as the time expired in the third overtime. Wow. Uh, but Knott County Central is the lowest-rated team in the tournament, uh, just like the boys were. They're in the 60s in the day Cantrell ratings. Um, and uh, they have a couple of double-digit scores in Kara Mullins and Abby Maggard. Uh, Sacred Heart is a four-time champion out of the seventh region. Mm-hmm. Um they beat an undefeated Central team to get here. Uh, Central had played a pretty light schedule because of the late start for Louisville teams and because of COVID, but they were undefeated. And that game, I think, went down to the wire. Wow. Uh, Sacred Heart has graduated three of its top players from last year and returns this year with a pretty young lineup uh, led by Trinity Ralston, who is a sophomore and will be a player to watch in the, in the next couple of years to come. Um, I think Sacred Heart takes that one just because of, you know, you know, seventh region team over 14th region team. I mean, the 14th region keeps taking tough matchups. They haven't advanced past the first round since 2008. Really? And that's because they keep drawing Louisville and Lexington regions in the first round. And that's and, and Cincinnati area regions in the first round. It's just, it's a hard way to go. They could have some success. There are about four or five teams, you know, not County Central could beat. But unfortunately, they're not lined up against them to start. <laughs> yeah. Bad. The luck of the draw. The bad luck of the draw. Okay. Second yeah. game. Well, yeah. The second game on Wednesday, two o'clock, you got Bowling Green against Bishop Rosser. Bowling Green's 18 and 10. Bishop Rosser, 21 and 5. What about that game? Uh, Bowling Green's two best players, uh, Lynn Kayla James and Meadow Tisdale, are uh, both underclassmen. I think well, James is a, a junior, and Tisdale, who is the younger sister of Vito Tisdale, who's a football player for UK. Right. Uh, she's the leading rebounder for that team. They're playing Bishop Boschler, who has uh, got Marie Kiefer. Marie Kiefer is a Ball State commit. She averages about 20 points a game. Um, and, uh, they put it together, uh, you know, they make runs in the all a tournament, but they, they really can't finish out the all a tournament. Uh, they beat 
a young Clark County team this this year. They ended Clark County's string of four straight 10th region championships. Um, I think Bishop Brashard's got enough to get past Bowling Green because I've seen Bowling Green play this year, um, and, and they're okay, but I, I think Bishop Brashard might have enough for them. Okay, let's go to the next one. We got uh, five o'clock, and these games I assume are all individual sessions, right? Uh, like the boys, uh, they did for the boys state tournament. Yeah, just because of COVID, they're spaced out, and it's one game sessions only. So we're back to, and they drew about you know between three thousand and four thousand. A couple of games went over four thousand fans a game, but uh, people who want to come to this should come. There's plenty of seats. Mm-hmm. They've got the upper arena open. The upper arena has seat backs. Um, you know, there's, there should be no reason for anybody to, to be wary of it unless they just don't like wearing a mask. And right. I think we're all past that now. So yeah, plenty of seats available. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Okay. But, uh, in Franklin County, South Laurel, Franklin County has got, uh, the state's highest profile, uh, division one commit in Brooklyn miles mm-hmm. who, uh, averages around 16, 17, a game gets about four or five or six a game. She's lightning fast. Um, it's probably the fastest guard in a couple of years, at least in, in Kentucky. And she's been doing it four years. She's, um, excuse me, not, not four years, but several years. She was uh, on their team as a seventh grader. She started for their uh, team that was in the state finals as an eighth grader. Uh, she skipped out on her freshman year um, to do, you know, for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But she has been a part of four region titles for Franklin County. Uh, including the last two. And, uh, you know, they're playing a South Laurel team who is back despite having sent uh, two players off to Division One last year. Uh, they've got a Rachel Presley, who is, I think, a junior, uh, who probably is going to be player of the year from that region next year. Uh, South Laurel has played some games against top competition teams in this tournament and lost big to them. Uh, so I didn't pick South Laurel to necessarily win their region, but they here they are again because Chris Souter, who won back-to-back championships with Mercer County, can really coach, and he can really develop players, and here they are. I think Franklin County might have enough to get past South Laurel here. They're pretty evenly matched. Uh, that's a coin flip game for me, but I picked Franklin County. Now, Brooklyn Miles, she's headed to Tennessee, right? That's correct. I forgot to say that. Yeah, no, she's going great. to Tennessee. She had several offers, so right. she was a three-star prospect. And um, uh, there, there's another high-profile prospect in the state, but she's not here. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. And who would that be? Tiara East out of uh, Butler, who uh, uh, lost to, to Bullet East in the final. She's going to Temple. Okay. Um, but there, there are three miss. There are four Miss Basketball candidates total in the tournament, and we'll we'll go. Okay. Through them as we get there. Okay. Okay. And then we got the final game of the uh, of Wednesday session is the eight o'clock game between Anderson County and Southwestern. Two teams with uh, really good records. Anderson County's twenty six and two. Southwestern is twenty and three. What do you think of that matchup? I think it's that's a really tough draw for Anderson County to get and Southwestern to get. Uh, it looks pretty closely matched. I like Anderson County to win it all. So I got them winning this game. They have. Three players that uh, stand about six foot. They're very active. They're very athletic. Amia Jenkins is the best junior in the state, and there are a lot of great juniors in this field tonight. We're going to see a 2022 Miss Basketball showcase at this tournament this week, and Amia Jenkins, I think, is the front runner right now. She averages 17 
points a game and um she's she can be put on any player you got uh and defend her into the ground so i think it, that's a tough ask for southwestern to get by they've got a couple of double digit scores and they beat a marshall county team that i really like uh, earlier this year uh by about nine but they were hosting marshall county coming all the way across the state to to pulaski county to play them uh last month um but i mean i there's a lot to like about Anderson County. They shoot more threes than anybody. Uh, they don't make them at a high percentage, but they make them at a high enough percentage, and they cause matchup problems uh, for everybody because everybody on that team can guard and is long, and uh, they can turn you over and get easy baskets too. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, Thursday game, so the, that part of the bracket when uh, we for, when we continue our conversation with Jared Peck. Okay, back here with Jared Peck, uh, the uh, prep writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Jared, let's go through the Thursday games starting at 11 a.m. We got Pikeville against Marshall County. Pikeville is 26 and 5. Marshall County is 22 and 2. Marshall County, I know, has been a, a power down in Western Kentucky, a girls' basketball power, way back to back when I started uh, uh, covering high school basketball. What, what does that uh, What does that matchup look like? Well, they're coached by the, the son of the coach that uh, back when you covered high school basketball, Howard Beth was the, right. the coach back then. That's Aaron right. Beth is the coach now. Aaron Beth, I think, went to Vanderbilt right. uh, to play basketball. He thought he was out of the basketball coaching game, was just going to assist. But circumstances in Marshall County, uh, he had been the coach at Graves County uh, and came over to Marshall County to coach, I guess, his daughter in golf and thought he was kind of done head coaching basketball. But he ended up being the head basketball coach last year, and he's back this year. Got and he's got into a pretty service, good. Huh? <laughs> he got pressed into service, and he's got a pretty good team. Uh, yeah. Haley Lange uh, is one of the best juniors in the state. We talked about earlier. They've got a, a player of the year candidate, um, you know, Miss Basketball candidate, and Casey Connor, uh, who also plays softball. I think softball might be a better sport. She hit three eighty eight on softball field as a sophomore. Wow! wow. Um, I didn't get to play last year, but she's a pretty good softball player. But she's also Good for about 12 points and three or four assists a game uh, on the basketball court. And they also got, you know, one of the most intriguing players in the tournament who who could, you know, make a difference in, in this run because they have a track and field star on the team. And Sophie Galloway, who is going to play uh, run track and field for Tennessee and owns uh, long jump records and uh, triple jump records for the state of Kentucky and is a multiple state champion in those events uh she also got a, a gold in like the 400 really? <laughs> meter hurdles i believe wow. uh she is uh, a, a you know just an absolutely amazing athlete who decided she wanted to play basketball again uh this year and marshall county said sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. come on back come on back for pikeville they've got uh, a, a really uh, nice freshman point guard trinity Rowe, who had a kind of uh you know, when I saw her last year play in the Sweet 16, she had 14 points and about six assists and made some some plays that really turned my head. Um, she's back. She averaged, She leads them in scoring at 15 points a game. Um, she's going to be around for a long time, and so is Pikeville. Uh, they've got a you know a couple other double digit scorers in McKenzie Maynard and and Kristen Whitehead. I think that Marshall County's got enough to get past Pikeville, but this is another one of those games where. It could go either way. 
Really? Uh, but I picked Marshall County to advance just just because of uh, I think they're taller inside and, and have uh, you know more rebounding uh, than maybe Pikeville does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Then we got the two o'clock matchup between Bethlehem, as you said, against Bullet East. <laughs> uh, Bethlehem's twenty five and four. Bullet East is twenty two and two. Uh, that looks like on paper, like a, is that does that look like a pretty even matchup or not? It's a very even matchup. I mean, they both both these teams have a right to to throw the the ping pong ball from KHS to play in the trash oh. for having this game first. Yeah, uh, this is a brutal matchup. This is number one Bethlehem versus number three Bullet East. Wow. Bullet East has that six six player Gracie Merkel, and they have enough good players uh, around her. Emma Egan is one of them uh, to make noise. They beat Butler in the region final. Butler was the preseason Herald Leader preseason number one team. Um, and, uh, when we voted earlier because people thought Tiara East would, uh, lead them the way, but Gracie Merkel has emerged. She has grown a couple of inches since last year and she has become a force in the post. Basically, whatever bullet East throws at the rim, uh, Gracie Merkel can gobble up because she's a head taller than everybody else. She's got really soft hands. She catches the ball really well. And when she's near the bucket, we, you know she she can turn into it and put it off the glass and in. Seventy five percent field goal percentage, pretty is, amazing. Is not is not a fluke. It is yeah. ridiculous. Bethlehem is here with a team that they br- basically led by uh, two players, Amelia Hodges and Ella Thompson, who is the, another player of the year candidate and Miss Basketball candidate. Excuse me, she is a player of the year and a Miss Basketball candidate. Um, they're here with a team that they had when they were sophomores. Amelia Hodges and Ella Thompson were sophomore leaders of a team that was at the Sweet 16. They only lasted, you know, they got beat in the first round that year, but they are back-to-back All-A Classic champions, and they were All-A Classic champions uh, by a good margin. Uh, Nobody could compete with them. Uh, Coming out of uh, the fifth region as they do, they had Elizabethtown to contend with. They, They beat you know, Elizabethtown got beat early in that tournament by another pretty good team. Bardstown is a really good team out of there, too. They've been tested within their region. And then Bethlehem has played the most teams that are in this tournament. They've played five teams in this tournament, and they've only lost to Anderson County, and they lost to Anderson County by one two months ago. So when they lined up the schedule and COVID started hitting, and they said, hey, we need a game, they got games with teams that, could play with them. Nobody took them up on their offer (laughs) if they didn't think they could handle Bethlehem. So Bethlehem had got a lot of early tests as they went on. And give me a second here, and I will look up who they actually played. Let me see here. Where'd it go? I've lost it. But it's just, yeah, here it is. All right, they beat Marshall County 67-60. to That's a Sweet 16 team. They beat Apollo, 69-57, Sweet 16 team. They beat Bowling Green, 53-41. That's a Sweet 16 team. They beat Sacred Heart, 65-59. That's a Sweet 16 team. Bethlehem is the real deal, but Bullet East is not the draw they wanted because Bullet East is also kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shame they're putting number one against number three that they're playing in the first round. Now, Bullet East's wins include South Laurel Sweet 16, Sacred Heart Sweet 16, Franklin County Sweet 16. 
the Butler team they beat twice. Wow. Uh, Bull East is also I, that first round game is criminal. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. It sounds yeah. like it. So yeah, so everybody should pay special attention to that that's the that's the two o'clock game on Thursday. The five o'clock game on Thursday is Henderson County, nineteen and four against Apollo, uh, sixteen and six out of Owensboro. Uh, what about that matchup? Well, that's the the matchup for the conspiracy theories that think we have an anti-Western Kentucky bias. They're <laughs> knocking out a, a Western Kentucky team pretty early yeah, in the going. That's true. <laughs> uh, farewell, Western Kentucky team. Henderson County is here seemingly every year. It is like they could pretty much just chisel (laughs) Henderson County in the second region flag every single year for eternity. It seems like I know that I say that and they didn't make it last year, but they have Sadie Worth who averages 13.6 points a game. And she is a region player of the year and best basketball candidate. And they have Jerry Thomas. Who's uh, I think a junior and averages 12.6 points per game and going against Apollo. Apollo is here. Um, they only made it to the Sweet 16 a few times in their history. Uh, we're used to seeing Owensboro Catholic out of here uh, the last few years. Um, so this is new for them. Uh, but they're playing somebody they're familiar with. They would play Henderson. They would have no fear about playing Henderson County. They've played them before. They played them this year. Mm-hmm. I think they lost to them this year. But uh, they have Cassidy Doggery who has uh, got 11.8 points a game, and Amaya Curry, who averages 11.5 points a game. Um, that's Western Kentucky uh, matchup. I don't know who's going to win that matchup. I picked Henderson County because Henderson County is here all the time, uh-huh. and I think that they won't be – the moment won't get to them mm-hmm. like it might get to Apollo, mm-hmm. and I, I do think that's a thing. You get to Rupp Arena and you go, right. we're at Rupp Arena. <laughs> Right. right, that experience helps. Mm. Yep. Okay, we wrap it up on Thursday with the uh, eight o'clock game, Dixie Heights twenty-eight and two against Russell nineteen and five. Yeah, Dixie Heights is the surprise entrance here be- because I think most people had, would have penciled in Ryle, mm. who was the two thousand nineteen champion and a two thousand eighteen finalist. Ryle, you know, graduated their Miss Basketball. We went on to play at Oregon. Uh, but they still had Bree Crittenden uh, to play, and she was a Miss Basketball candidate. Uh, but uh, they didn't make it past Notre Dame in the region, the ninth region uh, semis. And Dixie Heights played really well all year. They won all but two of their games. They lost those two games to uh, region rivals. Um, uh, they rank really high in the ratings because they did play in the ninth region, which is a highly rated region. Uh, they're taking on a Russell team that is back. Uh, from last year, uh, they were the region champion out of there last year. They beat a really good boy team that I saw play Anderson County earlier this year and beat Anderson County. They beat Boyd two out of three times, and right. including in the the region final. So they're nothing to sneeze at. Uh, they've got uh, Aubrey Hill, who averages 14.7 points a game, and Shaylin Still, who averages 13.7 points a game. Um, they're able to they spread the floor and shoot threes, and uh, they do a pretty good job. Well, like you said earlier, I mean, it seems like an evenly matched tournament. It seems like it's going to be a very competitive tournament. It does seem that way. We thought the boys would be pretty competitive, and then almost every single game was a blowout. Yeah, well, you can never tell. You can never tell, yeah. But, never. Uh, 
but that, this one, anything. it looks like uh, the way you talk about these teams, though, it, it does seem like there's some potential for some really good games. Unfortunately, it sounds like at least a couple of those games are going to happen in the first round. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I would rather have seen Anderson County, Southwestern, somewhere else, and uh, right. Bullet East and and Bethlehem somewhere else. But here we are. Right, right. It is what it is, as they say. Uh, but it should be an it should be an exciting tournament. It should be an excellent tournament. Uh, obviously, the, there are a lot of buzz about the women's tournament, the NCAA women's tournament, all the great games yeah. there, especially in the fi- the regional finals and the final four. So maybe we'll get lucky and have a similar type tournament uh, this week at, uh, uh, at Rupp Arena. Uh, and as we said earlier, yeah, all games are at Rupp Arena starting on Wednesday. They are single session games. Uh, so that's why the, uh, the, uh, the, the time starts are, there's not a day session and a night session like uh, they normally have. Uh, so uh, be sure and look for that as well. Be sure and look for all of Jared's coverage. Jared, did we leave anything out uh, that you wanted to mention about the tournament? No, we had, a. we'll have, uh, previews in this week. I think our team by team is coming out tomorrow to show you who the leading scorers are. Um, and, and a, a couple of notes about the teams, and we'll have my 16 facts uh, thing on the day of the uh, maybe a day of the tournament, uh, and we'll have a feature on Brooklyn Miles and in her career and how she's pretty got one of the best resumes for Miss Basketball that you could have. I don't know if she'll win Miss Basketball because who knows about that, right. uh, but she certainly has uh, a considerable resume and has a lot to be proud of, and especially going to Tennessee. Uh, that's that's going to be nice for her, and I hope she has a good week. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope, I hope everybody has a good week. Hope we see a lot of great games down at Rep Arena. Be sure and follow Jared on Twitter at HL Preps. Be sure and check out all of his work on the stories he talked about. And he'll have plenty of coverage. He has live updates throughout the tournament. Look for that on Kentucky.com and his coverage in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader as well. As always, Jared, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to my guest, Jared Peck of the Herald Leader. Like I said, check Jared out on Twitter at HL Preps. Check out all of his coverage of the Girls Sweet 16 online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. Remember, you can get a sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's $30 for the first year. You get all of Jared's coverage. You get all of our UK coverage, football, basketball, recruiting. You get all of our columns, all of our sports coverage. $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. At the top of the Twitter feed, you will see my pinned tweet which talks about the the Sports Pass subscription, which is our sports-only digital subscription. Click on that tweet. It'll take you right to where you can sign up for it. It's $30 for the first year. Or just go to Kentucky.com. Hit on the subscription tab and check out all of our offers for digital subscriptions to Kentucky.com. Order the print the uh, print subscription to the Lexington Herald Leader. I want to thank everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. I want to thank everybody who supports our uh, supports these podcasts. Everybody who listens to the podcast, you can support the podcast by giving a, giving us a rating and review uh, and subscribing to the podcast, whether on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts. You can find the podcast there. Uh, we thank everybody who listens to the John Clay Podcast. We thank, as always, to all our guests. And thanks to Jerry Peck, our guest uh, on this particular podcast, talking about the girls' Sweet 16. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll be talking to you again soon.